You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Monday, March 15th. We have sprung forward because daylight saving time has begun. And with daylight saving time, also the NFL tampering period. We're really close to the start of free agency. We're going to look at some moves the Steelers have made over the weekend and some things that are rumored to be coming down the line. Then we'll talk about what to expect in the next couple days before free agency starts on Wednesday. And then finally, you know, if it's a Monday, it's a Mock Draft Monday. We'll go over the winner of Mock Draft Monday at the end of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 50% off your next order. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, hope everyone had a good weekend. Hope it was restful. In Pittsburgh, we had some nice sunny weather, so I got to do some walking outside and breathing some clean air, Um, so that was really nice. But let's get into the important things that happened over the past few days. The Steelers made a move, and then we got reports of other moves that will be made or won't be made. Now, the first thing is that the Steelers did sign Robert Spillane, that linebacker that y'all know and love, who stepped up this past year. He's the guy that laid that big hit on Derrick Henry. He filled in for Devin Bush for a little while before he got hurt himself. But they did sign him to a to a, a year-long extension. He's getting paid $850,000. So uh, that's, that's a good deal for him. I think it's a good deal for the team. He's a solid backup inside linebacker. Not a guy you want to overly rely upon, but I think in situations and special teams, that's a nice signing to have on for the next year, and especially a guy who you know you've seen that he has experience. So good move by the team there. That brings the Steelers' salary cap space to 5.9 million at the at this point, according to SpotRack. So um, good good move there. But there were two other things that we heard rumor of, and or were one was kind of confirmed. The other I'll get to in a sec. But the first is. Ola Adini will not be signed to a a contract to bring him back to the Steelers. He will be hitting free agency. Now, for some people, you know, I I, I know some people have asked, what happened to Ola at the end of the season? He he wasn't delivering. I'll tell you, that's why they went and got Cassius Marsh, and that's why in that playoff game you saw Cassius Marsh playing so much, and they, they didn't want him in there. They knew Marsh was bad, but I think Ola, he had his spurt where he was showing some potential, but this is what happens in the NFL. You you can have some spurts. You can you can show some potential, but to be to be a guy that makes it in the NFL, you gotta be able to con- to continue to deliver, and you gotta make sure, you gotta limit your bad moments. And I, I think that Ola Dini kind of wore that out with the Steelers, and that's why he will not be back. So, but again, I don't think that's a huge deal here. The Ste- we we all knew the Steelers needed to invest at the edge rusher position in this offseason. Maybe they get one for cheap and free agency. Maybe they draft one. Maybe they do both. That's something that we'll be talking about for the next few weeks, the next few months, getting into the draft. Then, on top of that, a rumor broke out actually on Sunday with Jeremy Fowler of ESPN saying that the Steelers are in talks or negotiations with 
uh, or at least they've spoken with Alejandro Villanueva. Now, Villanueva, this is interesting because I've talked about Villanueva and how he was most likely gone all the time. And I still think he is. I I don't. I, I've I've talked to Jeremy before, not about this, but um, like you know, Jeremy's a a great reporter, but I don't. I just I don't see how this works out. Now, let's break down why I don't think this would work out. One, Villanueva did not play well last year. He just didn't. He got abused in the run game. He got abused in the pass game. It it was not a good year for Alejandro Villanueva. And the thing is, is that he cost the team a pretty penny to keep around. He was the, uh, he was the the I think the fifth highest cap hit on the team last year of eight point three nine million dollars according to SpotRack. Uh, that's and you gotta you gotta be able to deliver more than what he did. You gotta be a a good to great competitor. Um, and he just he just he he just wasn't last year. Um, and so like that's the top issue but then you look at you know pro football focus and other places that do projections on what he could make on the open market some places are saying that he could make tens in the tens of millions of dollars this year if he signed with another team the Steelers aren't paying him to I don't think they're paying any lineman tens of millions of dollars this year out of free agency you know maybe maybe it, it is a guy but if, if they did that it would be a person who's on their game and not on the tail end of a career that's been pretty good for him um I just, I don't see it happening. I know some people were freaking out about it. I saw people on Twitter saying, oh, the Steelers, they're doing the same old thing. And I'm like, relax. We don't know if they're doing the same old thing. We just hear this rumor. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure Jeremy has a good source that got him that story. I just don't know if I buy it. Because it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And the Steelers have known that they need to improve their run game. And... Unless the only way, the only way Alejandro Villanueva would do this, or this would work for both parties, is if they got him to sign like a three or four million dollar contract a year. That's it. And if it was, and the issue is, if he really could get that kind of money on the open market, why wouldn't he take it? But who knows? That's part of what we're going to be talking about with this tampering period come up, coming up. Um, there's a chance, there's a chance that, you know, Maybe he's caught wind of what's going on, and he's kind of like, eh, teams aren't going to pay tens of millions of dollars for me next year. Maybe I need to be with a team that knows me and appreciates me and will keep me around. Even if I even if I lose a starting spot, I'll be somewhere where I know I can get paid, and I know that if I need this, if I can step in, I'll be able to to do so in a system that I'm comfortable with. So, all in all, not a whole lot of shots fired over this weekend, but. I'll explain why in just a bit because I actually think that's important to what the Steelers' strategy is going into this free agency period, which is going to be one of the wildest free agency periods, if not the most wild free agency period in my time of watching football and following such things. But first, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll dive into what that what that strategy might be and how the Steelers need to be preparing for what's coming here in the next couple of days during this tampering period. But first, we got to talk to you about our friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, 
there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, Locked On, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I am your host, Chris Carter. Let's get back to getting you guys ready for the free agency period. So, got to remember, few things important here. One, the Steelers aren't going to be aggressive during this period. I know we've talked about things they could do, things they might do. The bottom line is that they are going to take their time, and they're going to assess how this happens. Now, remember... What makes this year crazier than most in free agency, and NFL free agency has gotten pretty wild at times, especially the last few years. But what makes this even crazier is the fact that with the pandemic and the economic hit on the league and the finances that have shrunk for them for at least a temporary amount of time, they've lowered their salary cap to $182.5 million, which has led to a lot of teams having to find ways to maneuver around that where the normal salary cap is around like 198 or something like that. So there, a lot of teams are having to make desperate moves. We're seeing the free agency list grow almost every day from new guys that we didn't expect to be on that list. Um, and that's, that, that's changing the landscape of how free agency is going to work this year. We know that part. But what's also going to be very interesting is how long do the Steelers wait before they they start to assess what moves to be made? Because remember, we're still waiting to hear of the 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 official re-signing of Zach Banner, of Cameron Sutton, of Tyson Alualu. Those will probably come in the next couple days. But what we're also waiting to hear is what's the Steelers' plan of attack in free agency? You know, if there's a if they have their targets, which I'm sure they are, they do. I'm sure there are guys on that that free agency list that they're like, hey, if we can get this guy, he'll work for us. But they're not, you know, they're not Shaquille Barrett. You know, they're not going to be the guys that are the top of a position somewhere. It's not like they're getting Kenny Galladay. They're going to be getting guys who are lower down in in the rankings. There's going to be guys that you know a lot of teams would look over. Um, and, and there's, I think there's going to be some some decent contracts doled out in this one. But I also think there's going to be some a lot of one-year deals where guys are like, hey, well, I'll take this one-year deal to play this year, but then next year I want to be back out on the free agency market and make my money. So I, I think that very well could be the case. And the Steelers could stand a benefit here because if, let's say, there's a couple really good players who normally would be gone and get paid their money in free agency – to the point where the Steelers normally would be like, hey, we, we can't do nothing, which, man, we're very sorry. But now, with the with, with more players looking at the potential of one-year deals, maybe you sneak yourself a guy like that. Now, I'm not saying the top of the line, but I am saying maybe that helps them get a backup tight end for just a year. Because 
like I said, but like I said before, Kevin Colbert likes to go into NFL drafts knowing that he has the foundation set for his for his roster and that he has most things figured out. So for Kevin Colbert to to have that, I do think he needs a backup tight end. Otherwise, backup tight end does kind of become a priority in the later rounds, especially. So I say all that to say when we're looking at how they're going to strategize and get guys, they're don't expect anything on Wednesday to to happen of consequence. You know, I I, I still if they sign someone that's small, okay, but Wednesday's going to be the big signings. Wednesday's when you'll find out where Shaquille Barrett is going. Wednesday's when you'll find out, you know, we, we've already seen some things. You know, like, for example, by the way, by the way, I just want to point out, Dean and Pietro kept swearing to me and Josh Axelrod that Aaron Jones was going to, he, he'd be a great fit for the Steelers and, and he wouldn't cost that much money. And, and uh, But then the Packers signed him this weekend. So that's out the door. Uh, but Dean was a good sport. He posted in the group. He said, let me have it for saying such things. And we did. We did. And I, did, I didn't even need to. Y'all handled that in the Locked On Steelers uh, Facebook group. So thank you for doing that. Also, if you're not in the Facebook group, do join it. Run. You know, just go on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers. There's over 1,300 other Steelers fans in the group chatting every day. You can talk with them. You can play games like Mock Draft Monday. Join us for that. There's so many things you could do in the group, and you'll interact with myself, Dean, Josh, other people that are that that are, that have been on the show regularly. So, absolutely, uh, check that out. But back to what we're talking about here at the Steelers, they need to wait because, and not just wait for the the big the big dogs of free agency to get signed. They need to wait to see what else might happen in these last two days because the salary cap situation is still rough for a lot of teams now. Remember how big the Saints were? I think at one point they were like $60, $60 million over the cap. Well, now the Saints, after doing a lot of finagling, uh, you had Drew Brees retire. You had Taysom Hill do a, a new version of his contract that creates voidable years in his deal and things like that to help leave the space. So now this, the Saints are only $3.1, $3.2 million over the cap. Um, the, but there's still teams like the Rams who are $32 million over the cap. The Eagles, $8.5 million over the cap. The Falcons, $8.2 million over the cap. There, there are, there are so many teams and even the ones that are under the cap, like, you know, like, like the New York Giants, they got $3 million in cap space. The Packers, they got $1 million in cap space. They still need to make moves so that they can sign people that they need to sign. They still need to do other things to create for that. And if they need to make moves that aren't restructuring and aren't figuring things out money-wise without having to move talent around, that's going to be a challenge. You know, we praise Omar Khan for doing it so well for the Steelers as being the money guy, the numbers guy that figures it out every year, and he done, he did it again. They haven't cut a single player, and yet they're they're cap compliant right now. But the reason that you praise Omar Khan is because that is a very tough thing to do year in and year out. And there are a bunch of teams that have to cut players. And so when I keep saying about the Steelers, they just need to wait. We just need to be patient and they need to be patient. Because who knows what other team might be like, yeah, we're just cutting this guy. We can't afford him. And then all of a sudden, maybe it's, a linebacker that you really think you could use. Because that's the other thing. We haven't seen the Steelers do the other moves financially that we thought they could do. 
You know, maybe they look at Stephon Tuitt's contract. Maybe they work on an extension for Naden or Naden, Hayden or Nelson or David or David DeCastro. You know, maybe they work on other guys, but they, they haven't done that. They haven't started that that, that yet, other, other than Ben's new deal. So that tells me that they're still they could still be waiting on something. Because they may think, you know what, we don't need to push this money down the line. Because that's the ultimate thing here. If they don't need to push this money down the line, that's great. Then then they know that, they, that the, the future years, that salary cap is going to be even more wide open. But I really think that with the, with the situation that they're in now, if they can make some of those moves to bring a guy onto the roster this year, I say go for it. You put yourself in a position to be able to um, to compete better this year, and who knows? Maybe you put yourself in a position to have a guy for the near future who's going to step up and be a big part of your team. But do so cautiously. And I don't need to say it to the Steelers because Kevin Colbert always does that. There's very few contracts that you walk away from as a Steelers fan when Kevin Colbert's been the GM. And you've said, oh, man, that was a horrible contract. Not that that doesn't exist. Because you could say it does. The amount of money they paid Lamar Woodley in dead money after his injuries, which is very unfortunate. But this is a, this, this is a, an organization who's made their reputation on winning, on being smart on sticking to the plan and not deviating just cause. I really think that this the Steelers are going to do what they normally do. Be patient. Just wait wait it out. And then when they see a moment to strike, they strike. I mean, think about this. The Steelers got Joe Hayden. Not this isn't the same circumstance, but the Steelers got Joe Hayden because Cleveland cut him in late in late in the summer. Not that a Joe Hayden's just going to fall for the sky in this free agency period and just go right to the Steelers, but it could be something that they're looking at. And again, maybe they are looking at it. And then someone's like, well, why aren't they moving this money around? They may not need to because who knows? It may turn out to be not a not a, not a, a person that you want around your organization. But they've got time. And that's the biggest thing about this. There's no reason to rush. So why rush it? That's something that a lot of bad organizations do. They'll rush right into a problem head first, bonk their head, get up, and then say, let's do it again. Steelers don't do that. I think they'll be fine. It'll be very interesting to follow what their moves will be moving forward. Because as I've said, I think that they've got a, a good plan ahead of ahead of themselves right now that'll fit for them nicely in the coming weeks of free agency while other teams are spending big money on big-name guys. But... We gotta get to another commercial break. When we come back, it's the moment you've been waiting for. Mock Draft Monday. Who won? Find out after this. 
do need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Ladies and gentlemen of the Locked On Steelers podcast, let's play Mock Draft Monday. Now, we're getting into this where we're starting to, you know, I'm starting to have to actually, okay, whoa, that person already won. That person already won. So we got to we gotta split up our winners as best as we can. But, hey, you guys make that easy because there's so many submissions to, to see who had the best mock draft this week. And I got to say, this this the winner that I picked inspired me based off of some events that happened last week. And those events, of course, were the Steelers and their staff going to a certain pro day. Now, of course, I talked about this last week a little bit. The Steelers showed up in force to Clemson's Pro Day as they were supposed to. It's Clemson. Um, and there was a lot of talk. Ooh, what are they talking about? Are they talking about Trevor Lawrence? Are they talking about Travis Etienne? Are they talking about Jackson Carmen? All these other guys. Um, but just that simple moment, and this is how, how crazy how the media works, and I say the media as in not all of us because I am the media. I'm part of the media. But there's people in the media who who, who do this. But as soon as they, they that that footage was gotten of them talking to him, like, oh, they must be talking about Travis Etienne. Yeah, ask me what's happening. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. And even if it, maybe it is, and it still don't lead to anything. But I do think it puts Travis Etienne on the radar for what the Steelers need in this draft. So without further ado, our winner this week, which is why this was this interests me, was Jordan Pearsall. Pearsall. Congratulations, Jordan. You are a winner of Mock Draft Monday. I know you won once last year, too. So Jordan's a longtime listener. We appreciate you, sir, uh, for your picks here. Now, Jordan, of course, led off with Travis ATN. Didn't trade, didn't do anything of that sort. Um, not that that was a, a hindrance on anyone else's picks, uh, because I said, you know, it's open rule. We're going to kind of just kind of open up for different things in the coming weeks. Um, but uh, he, he led off with Travis ATN. And, and you know what? If that's the running back that they feel fits Matt Canada's offense the best, and they think that ATN's going to be a supreme playmaker that opens up the Steelers' offense and, and brings some balance to the group. Well, heck yeah, go get him in this first round. Um, so I had no problems with that. I had no problems with that pick overall. And I thought it was good to revisit the idea of what Travis Etienne could do. Uh, this guy has good vision. He fights through contact. He has the speed. He has the explosiveness. He could he could be a primary threat in an offense. Now, will he be a primary threat in the offense? Who knows? The draft is always... A dartboard, but 
I do think that it puts the Steelers in a position where they know they have an athletic talent in the backfield with Ben. And I, I like Travis Etienne. I've, I've followed him for years at Clemson. I've watched him demolish teams in college football. And that's what we need. We need to see guys who are game changers. If you want to change the Steelers' run game, you got to get game changers. And yes, part of that's the offensive line. But, offensive line also got some help in Jordan's draft. Because in the second round, he gets Landon Dickerson. Center for the Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, I am very skeptical on Dickerson. And I make this clear a lot. His injury history is alarming. He's been hurt, I think, four years in college. He had an injury that kept him out of the the, the championship game. That's alarming. That's a red flag. But all indications of this guy is that he's a true leader. He's a great guy in the locker room. He's a heck of a talent at center. And that when things are clicking and he's healthy, you'd want him right in the middle of your line. So I get it. Landon Dickerson, cool. We'll rock with him. And Travis Etienne. You, you've addressed a, you've done a great job. You've addressed the run game early. So that was that was I thought that was really important for what he did for what uh, Jordan did with his picks here. Now, the third pick really intrigued me from Jordan. He had Jamie Newman, the quarterback out of Georgia. Now, Jamie Newman has a Newman has a cannon on his arm. He could be he could carry the upside of being a guy that supplants Mason Rudolph in the coming years. And let's face it, the Steelers might want to look at, if not a, not not a, you know, a permanent heir to Ben Roethlisberger, but they may want to look at a an upcoming heir to Mason Rudolph at the backup spot. Devin Hodges is gone. Maybe they bring back Josh Dobbs for another year, but. I think that when you look at this quarterback room, you want to have a guy that's going to be behind Ben Roethlisberger this year. And then next year, maybe he gets a shot in camp. Maybe you hire somebody. Maybe you draft somebody else. But Newman has a cannon on him. He has the big kind of arm that can get busy in the NFL. So I get that. That makes sense. And then this really was these next two picks for me. That gave me that that, gave, that that told me Jordan deserves this week's mock draft Monday because he got Charles Snowden, a linebacker out of Virginia, with the fourth round pick at one twenty eight. Snowden is a very good hybrid option in a three four defense. He can rush the passer. He can drop back into coverage, and that was the big that's the biggest notes when you watch him. He looks like he fits when he when he when he when he drops back into coverage. He's got long arms. He's got a, a really lean and long frame. I think he would fit perfectly for what the Steelers need to do in the middle of the, in the middle of the defense. And that's a fourth round pick. You get a fourth round pick, a dude that can help you solve a major problem in the middle of your defense. That's a win. 
That's why Kevin Dotson was such a win last year. He was another fourth-round pick. But then right after Snowden, we got Trey McKitty, tight end. Selected at 140 here by Jordan. Uh, McKitty, I, I think, is a, a a good person for the job. They need a backup tight end. They probably will still need to sign one free agency. But McKitty has the, 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 the athletic talent. The size, I think he would be a good fit. He still needs to learn how to block better, as do most tight ends coming from college. It's just not the thing anymore, apparently. But um, I say all that to say I like the idea of getting a McKitty in the middle rounds. I'm not a big fan of the Steelers getting their tight end in the super early rounds. One, I don't think there's one that's worth that. Two... I think that that would be a, uh, I think you'd be passing on more important positions right now than tight, you know, than tight end. Tight end to me is a position, is a luxury position that you go after in the, in the, in the earlier part of the draft because you have a solid defensive line, offensive line, quarterback, receivers, running back, safeties, cornerbacks, linebackers, everybody is in a good space. That's where I think this comes from. But who knows? Maybe maybe McKinney will be the number two tight end when we start the season. I doubt it. But again, congratulations, Jordan. He filled out his the rest of his picks with uh, cornerback Marco Wilson, offensive tackle Cole Van Lanen, and wide receiver Jalen Darden. Now, I know some people are out there, well, wait a second. He didn't pick a, a tackle high. Well, maybe I think that's where I think that's where he that, that's where he's saying like maybe they don't need to. They do need a center. BJ Fitty cannot be the presumed starting center for this team. But they they could work with offensive tackle. I want to point something out, and I pointed this out to Dean on the show uh, a few weeks ago. You look at every, I think I pointed this out to Wesley Euler on his show as well. You look at every position historically on the, on the, Steel, on the Steelers roster, and there's legends. If not Hall of Famers, at least legends. You know, guard and center, you got from Dermonte Dawson to Mike Webster to Alan Fanica. And then even now, you got Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro. You know, defensive line, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. There's all that. The one position that doesn't have a whole bunch of superstars or even, even a few superstars lined up with it is offensive tackle. It's just historically been something they haven't focused too much on, at least capital-wise. Now, I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but it's something that, that the Steelers have survived on for a long time. And who knows? Maybe they sign a free agent in in, in the uh, in the coming weeks that's that's cheap and, and a decent option. You know, comes in the way Flozell Adams came for the Steelers and he helped out. Maybe. But I still think that this was a very good draft here. Um... And if they get ATN and Dickerson and, and Dickerson stays healthy, and then if Newman, even if all all Newman has to do, either he, if he can either become if he can supplant Mason Rudolph or push Mason Rudolph to be better, that's a win. And even if he can't, you'd have a, a cheap backup quarterback 
over the next four years right here on your roster in the form of Jamie Newton. So congrats again to Jordan Pearsall. Thank you so much for submitting your mock draft Monday. Again, his picks were Travis ATN, running back out of Clemson, uh, center out of Alabama, Landon Dickerson, quarterback out of Georgia, Jamie Newman, linebacker out of Virginia, Charles Snowden, Trey McKitty, a tight end, Marco Wilson, cornerback, Cole Van Lanen, offensive tackle, and wide receiver, Jalen Darden in the, se- in, in the seventh round. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. We appreciate you anytime you listen to the show. And hey, if you're enjoying the, the show, please leave a subscribe for us or subscribe to us. You can, if you do that, if you do that, it really helps us out. But one, you'll get the feed of Locked On Steelers in your podcast feed every day, Monday through Friday, with new takes on the Steelers, plenty of guests, all the things that we do on this show regularly. Um, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Radio.com, as well as many more places where podcasts are hosted. Also, if you want to help us out, leave us a five-star review. When you do leave us a five-star review and with a positive comment, do both at the same time on Apple Podcasts, you really help us out and you, and you get the word out there about what we're doing. So thank you to those who've done that because if you do that, if you do that, I give you a shout out at the end of the show right around this time. We had a shout out last Friday for Steel Hilo 7. Thank you for you, for your uh, submission there. But like I said, we appreciate all the help that you guys do. Again, join the Lockdown Steelers Facebook group to interact with all the other people and get a better chance to get your picks read on our Mock Draft Monday segments. That's today's show. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Be back in your ears tomorrow for a Tony Tuesday. Tony Serino's back. He's got crazy opinions as always. I'll try to make sense of them on tomorrow's show.